Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Yellow Jackets Hive After Dark. I am Media Melanie here with. And I'm Emily. And uh, first of all, we want to wish everybody a very happy Mother's Day. Uh, Emily yeah. and I are both moms. It's the most rewarding, sometimes most difficult job out there. So to all of the moms and people who fill that role, I hope you're having a great Mother's Day today. Absolutely. Yes. yes. We appreciate and we, you. We absolutely do. And uh, you know who else we appreciate are the fans. Um, Jessica popped on with this super nice comment. So excited to hear what my girls think about this episode, <laughs> Best Yellow Jackets podcast. And just think of me as your hype song, which is so nice. Thank you so much. That is just so kind. We appreciate that. Yeah, we live for the comments. We absolutely do. And uh, before we dive into the episode, episode uh, 207, Burial, we just want to point out we have a couple things happening. Of course, we've got our Coed Naked collaboration going on. Visit coednaked.com. Use code HIVE20 for 20% off your entire purchase, which includes our Coed Naked podcasting collaboration shirt, the soccer shirt, any of the other Coed Naked things. Code HIVE20, coednaked.com get over there. Yes. Yes. Lots of good stuff, as we've said before. We are very excited about that collaboration. We are also excited about our Patreon. Um, we've got a bunch of new patrons. Welcome to everybody that's joined in the last week. We appreciate you all. And if you'd like to join, uh, patreon.com slash podcast. So Check it out. And uh, we're going to just keep this ticker up here the entire episode today for um, Sunshine Honey Wellness. Um, Landline number 607-478-1033. Give it a call if you haven't already. We had the privilege of um, getting that number in this episode. Of course, it's the landline for Lottie's Intentional Wellness Community. And um, if you call it or text it, something will happen. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. It's very clever on their part. Like their marketing is so top notch. Immersive and always, and just another wonderful thing that they've woven into the show and reality for all of the fandom. So definitely give the number a call, add it to your contacts. You never know what could happen, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, Okay. So uh, I think before we move into the main points and our initial reactions, we should do our would you rather, which we did something a little different this week, Emily. Um, Let's would you rather each other. How do you think? What do you think about that? I'm cool with that. Okay, great. Um, I'll start with you. Uh, We're going to do would you rather and pick which of Lottie's treatments you would have gone for. And of them, there are self-care, forage, renewal, or guidance. Which one would you have chosen going into it without knowing anything about it? I think I would have been like Shauna and picked self-care. And like like she, she found out what it was. Like she was like, I was expecting like a massage or like a mud bath and that's very much how I probably would have felt if I was in that situation. But I wouldn't have been mad if I had to hang out with a baby goat all day because they're so cute. <laughs> so cute. Bruce was an adorable baby goat. And I'm right there with you. I think I would have also gone for yeah. self-care. Would have expected a massage, pedicure, and like she said, maybe some, you know, answering some self-inward questions or whatever. Um, but looking back on it now, knowing, I almost would have done the sensory deprivation tank. Like I've never done that. And yeah. I think that would be interesting. Yeah, that would have been my second choice for sure. Like I've 
I've heard commercials for it like on the radio like all the time and it's something that like I've never done but like you said like it would be really cool to try it at least once. Right. Our friend uh, Nine Brick City, Alyssa, said I wanted to see more forage. And you know what? I would have liked to have seen more forage as well. I would have had no complaints about that. I did like seeing Shauna and Misty kind of meet up in the woods, though. I thought that was kind of a fun interaction. It was was so funny when Misty was, like, making fun of Shauna for murdering Adam. And Shauna got so mad. She's like, I'm just joshing you. Well, I don't want to be joshed about it. <laughs> I know. Oh, my goodness. Um, so the clues we got for this episode earlier uh, from Showtime, I thought we would touch on those too, right? We got the ring. We got humans. Mm-hmm. Or we got a bird, which now we know is human-sized Caligula, and we got the goat. But, Emily, the ring. Like, we didn't see the ring. What do you think's going on with that? I was talking in, like, a, a Yellow Jackets group chat earlier, and somebody said, like, brought up the point, like, uh, in the episode, like Ty takes off her wedding ring and like puts it on top of that rock, like right before she walks over to Van to have a conversation with her, like right before this. And they said maybe it had to do with that ring, but I very much think it has to do with the ring that Hobby has now because it looks like that ring, right? I think it was like either a misdirect or maybe we'll see something come of it in the next episode. Because they had the lipstick as a clue for the first episode, and that didn't come into play in the first episode. It it did not. It came into the pl- into play in the second episode, and it could be that they just had the marketing campaign planned and they edited it differently, and yeah. things came on different episodes, or maybe it is some kind of misdirect. I am not sure, but thought it was worth touching upon. Um, Our three buzzworthy moments of this episode, Emily. What did we identify those as? So Lottie and the lack of her therapist, I guess, if you want to call it, (laughs) and her hallucination of the antler queen in the moment where, like, she thought she was seeing her therapist is one of them. Um, The second one would be Misty's musical vision, Mm because you can't not talk about that. That was insane. Yes, human Caligula. (laughs) (laughs) That was great. And Shauna and Lottie's beatdown. Yeah. Really intense. Really intense. I was not expecting that to happen. And I mean, there were a lot of punches thrown. I've just got to think. Yeah. I mean, was any permanent damage done in that beatdown? I mean, that was akin to a boxer beating somebody's face in in, in like a boxing yeah. match. I mean, yep. wow. Yeah. And I mean, none of them stepped in, and I don't know if it was because, like, they were afraid that, like, Shauna would have turned on them, or, like, they just respected Lottie's decision to, like, let Shauna hit her, because they all follow Lottie, so maybe they just didn't intervene because they're like, okay, that's Lottie's choice, and she's our leader, so let her do what she wants. Right. I mean, talk about taking one for the team. I mean, as you know, Nineberg City saying that was the hardest thing to watch of the entire show. And uh, Shelly, why didn't anybody stop her? I mean, I don't know if they were just all in shock or 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 what. Like you said, you know, she's the leader. They're just going with with what she said. But um, and Misty was like smiling while it was happening, which was even queer. Like she was. Yeah, we know why Misty didn't step in. Yeah, because she was getting a kick out of it. Like, 
Right? She and enjoyed watching that. She did. And it just looked so real to Kennedy's point. Um, you know, as we saw in Behind the Buzz, Sophie actually took boxing lessons for it. Oh, and wow. that adds an extra layer of authenticity, which, I mean, the show just nails these things from top yeah. to bottom. And I, I think the boxing lessons were a nice touch because it came across as very, very fightery, very fightery to me. And you saw her knuckles after she was done. Like, they, like her knuckles were injured along with Lottie's face like from the force of her hitting her like it wasn't like that was her blood along with Lottie's blood I think on her knuckles yes I, I mean that was that was pretty crazy uh Alexandra in the comments is saying I'm pretty sure Misty is full-on serial killer and funny you say that because our patron only episode for May is going to be asking the question is Misty a serial killer so we're actually going to kind of debate on that a little bit touch upon the show the nurse um and and the movie um yeah, so I mean, there's definitely, definitely some serial killer things. And we've had Walter mention the serial killer thing, and now Shauna mentioned it to her. And um, gosh, as Kaylee is saying here, they're all holding hands behind their back like Lottie did, weren't they? Yes, they were, Kaylee. They sure were. Yeah, I didn't realize that, but now that someone pointed it out, I can remember that happening. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And, you know, speaking to the serial killer point for a second, Dustin said, I believe Walter is a serial killer. And you know what? Um, I mean, she could be and or he could be. And um, Misty, she's a closer. LOL, as they mentioned, that's pretty funny. But when Misty makes that phone call to Walter after she gets out of the water tank, like she tells him you were right about the thing. Like, is she saying like you were right about Adam Martin and the fact that like I helped murder or like is she referring to something else because that's what Walter guessed happened so I would assume that that's like what she's saying he's right about yeah I mean I think that that definitely did give Misty some clarity spending some time in the sensory deprivation tank getting the guidance as um Charlotte called it and I like that she came out of it on the other side um you know, feeling more connected to Walter. I love that we got such a a big thing in that musical number. Were you expecting the musical number? Like for me, that just kind of came out of nowhere. Like we knew we were going to see a human-sized Caligula or something, but the musical number, like. No, not at all. But I mean, it makes sense because she loves musicals and like it makes sense for Walter to have been involved because Walter loves musicals. Like, so it all fits. But no, I definitely wasn't expecting that. And somebody on Reddit pointed out that, like, he was doing Morse code on the phone to her, like, why he was pressing the buttons, like, and I think they said that it came out to say, I love you in Morse code, like, he was just saying, I love you, like, over and over again. Oh, my God. I absolutely love that. Um, uh, Yes, that was fantastic gosh i'm trying to read the comments here drew said having hit a heavy bag a few times without wraps and gloves i can tell you it can paralyze your hands there's a lot of chatter in the comments about the lottie and shauna fight scene which i mean maybe like one of the number one things i think in the show this episode but a lot happened i mean we had a lot of questions answered um the therapist thing for me was was a really big one seeing that glimpse of the antler queen at the end oh my gosh let me pull up that photo here hold on like i was not expecting like i was expecting the therapist to not be real but i was not expecting her to actually be the antler queen like that was a bit of a shock what what the antler queen says to her in that moment too is really creepy too it's something like there's no food without violence or something like that. She says something about violence and it's really creepy. 
<laughs> it's like if there's no violence in the hunt, does it feed people or something? Yes, um, something I tweeted like it that. earlier today. Yes, it, it is something yes. like that. And it was Lottie's voice, which is interesting. As Kelvin is mm -hmm. pointing out, was this the first time the antler queen spoke? Um, yes. yes. I mean, yes. Oh, here it is. Has a hunt without violence ever fed anyone? That's exactly okay what it said. And you know what? Um, our friend Jamie on Twitter, trip to Jamie land, let me pull up their tweet about, I have like a half formed theory about the episodes with a different Alanis version of the theme also being the ones with camera distortions, hallucinations, but I need to figure out how to articulate it. And I think that's interesting. We have, of course, the Alanis Morissette, different version of No Return they used in this episode. And this one was very heavy with those camera distortions, with the hallucinations of Coach Ben, of Lottie yeah. and the Antler Queen. Is this a way of just showing the degradation of the mental health state of everybody that's just, you know, morphing into this hallucinatory world? And both timelines, yeah. too, is the crazy part, right? Like, it's happening in both timelines. Paul's hallucination, or not Paul, uh, Ben's hallucination of Paul was like crazy this time because it just shows like just how far like he's clearly hallucinating things, but he's mixing in reality with his hallucinations. And like, that's scary. And that's crazy. Like, and I don't know like what Paul meant when he told Ben like, that he wasn't welcome there anymore. Like he said, like, you can't hide here forever, but like, was he telling him to go and kill himself? Or like, was he basically saying like, you need to face reality? Like I couldn't think, I, I can't figure it out. I don't know. I got the vibe that knowing that we saw the preview pictures with coach Ben shaving and going to shit cliff and, you know, Misty there talking to him. I thought it was going to be, a suicide thing like that was the final thing that kind of drove him to suicide as he's been yeah. having these hallucinations and starving and not participating in the cannibalism so i thought it was going to be him him dying so i was kind of surprised to see that he didn't die but at the same time i just had the sneaking suspicion like he's going to survive and it's going to be hobby we see dead next so yeah uh, like Lisa said, when he yelled Paul in front of Van and Ty, they're like, um, coach, are you okay? Like that was like the girls could see that there's, you know, something, yeah. something not right either. So, and yeah. then Misty, right. Convincing coach not to die. I loved her line about his high calorie, but, um, I thought that was, <laughs> that was a good one. And it was a, a little change of a pace for Misty, right? She's actually really trying to do the right thing there in yeah. a way. Do you think like when she starts crying to him about how like she did everything she could to save that baby, like that her emotions were genuine and that she was actually like that upset? Or do you think like it was for show because that's how Misty is? it's hard to say because we saw a lot of the for, for show Misty in this episode trying to convince Akila and Mari that, you know, she didn't kill Crystal. So with yeah. MFQ, we just never know. Right. So um, I want to point out to um, Nine Brick City's comment, maybe Paul was dying. I don't know why, maybe just because of the nineties. Like that's interesting. Could something have been parallel happening in mm. the reality timeline and he's like intuitive and tied into it because the wilderness is giving him some kind of insight into what's happening. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, possibly we, we know we only got Paul for four episodes and that was the fourth episode. Right. So yeah, that seemed like pretty final. Like when he left the cabin, like 
that seemed pretty final to me, like that we won't see him again. Cause he was like, we love you. Like we all love you. And then he left. So. Right. I mean, you know, maybe but he, he got an says on the phone. He says when he picks up the phone, he says he's not ready. Like, so that's what I didn't understand. Like what, cause obviously that has to do with Ben, but like, what is he not ready for? Was it he wasn't ready to come out of the closet and that's why this is ending and it was just a metaphorical breakup. So it gave Coach Ben some clarity and freedom maybe in the wilderness timeline to participate and detach more from reality. I I mean, I don't know. I just, I don't know. But um, he didn't die. He didn't kill himself. So I, I feel like that solidifies for me. Coach Ben is no problem making it to season three. No. Yeah. He's definitely going to survive season two. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, or maybe Ben has HIV. Gosh, I didn't think about that either. Um, Ben didn't sleep around as much, but if Paul was, did have many partners and stuff, then, you know, if they weren't careful, I suppose that could definitely <laughs> be a thing too. But um, yeah, Whew, that was a, a lot of hallucination though between that and Lottie. And um, let's see. I think it might be significant that the Paul moment was in the same episode as Shauna begging ghost Jackie to come back. And she obviously doesn't. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's interesting. I still think that there's a chance that we're going to see Jackie again. Like maybe not this season, but I like they showed her as seeing her as an adult. So it just makes me think that like, they're not done with that road just yet. I don't know. Especially because we see her as in Shauna's adult timeline. Like, that makes me yeah. think that, you know, the odds are good. And speaking of people that we may or may not see ever again, where was Crystal's body, Emily? Oh, my gosh. I know. Like, where? I know. Tell, me, tell me where. Where? Like, it makes no sense that she, because unless she just didn't dig in the right place, but, like, it, it looked like she looked in that whole area and she didn't see anything like and at the beginning of the episode like when Mari and Akila and Jen are talking about Crystal and Misty overhears them talking about Crystal like I'm like okay like people can't say she's fake anymore because like they're talking about finding her body they're talking about going to look for her but then Misty goes to find her and she's not there so I'm like so confused what are they trying to do are they trying to make us think that she's not real because a lot of people think that right and as Shelly pointed out in the comments I think an animal takes her body and that may be what they're chasing in the next episode and we had thought that earlier in the season right that maybe it was Jackie's body they took and that's what they were all kind of hunting down with the axes mm-hmm. so perhaps that is what it is um I mean maybe she was looking in the wrong spot but it seems like you know she went right down below shit cliff and maybe she didn't dig deep enough i mean they were buried in snow right like speaking of the title like buried like buried in snow adam's torso was unburied shauna buried the baby under a pile of rocks a lot of different burial situations going on in this episode unless an animal like took her body before like it was completely covered in snow but something's not right like there's something weird going on Right. And you know what? Kiernan's saying, should we be calling her Kristen now out of respect? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Maybe we should be. You know, Misty's calling her Kristen. Um, 
I don't know. We need to actually schedule it with Vine. Vine, sorry we haven't done this yet. For her to come on and read the eulogy that she wrote yeah. us, she wrote a eulogy that MFQ would have given at Kristen's funeral. So Vine, we've not forgotten. We've just been a little busy, but we have that on our radar. So do yes. not worry. Yes, yes, definitely. And um, as Alexander said, you know, Shauna barely buried that baby. I mean, no, are they she... are they going to take the baby, uh, an animal? She just covered it in rocks. Like, she didn't really bury it at all. So... Like, is she keeping it handy just in case? I, I don't, I don't know. I was really surprised that she, like, went off by herself and it made me curious to know, like, how much time passed, like, from the actual birth until that moment because like at the beginning of the episode you see her holding the bundle in her arms like she hadn't let go of the baby yet but it couldn't have been that long like but I mean we saw how high the snow was also piled outside of the cabin when they opened the door too so right we think it was a, like maybe like a day or two and as Michelle said, the, grown, the ground is frozen. So what else could she yeah. do? I mean, that is a really good point. And Shelly said she read somewhere um, it was three days. So, um, okay. yeah. So I don't know. I do think that the body of the baby may come back into play. And Crystal's body, we have to see it. You know, as Ninebrook City pointed out, there are no animals. We had seen the moose, which we assume is the same one that got trapped under the ice. But we've not seen yeah. a lot of other animals at all throughout. I don't the, think the animal so. took her. Hmm. Yeah, no, after, after the birds and after the moose, we haven't seen any other animals. So, um, yeah, I don't know. And, you know, another moment that really struck me in this episode was Ty and Van in the teen timeline having their kind of moment where, you know, mm -hmm. Van was like, why am I still here? And then mirroring that in the adult timeline where we finally got to see some Ty Van, Ty taking off her wedding ring, you know, kissing Van. Um, so there was a lot of good van tie moments i think in in both timelines yeah but their conversation in the adult timeline got so sad so fast because as we all know van has cancer which like we were kind of predicting something like that was going to happen so now i'm thinking since we know that that the adults are going to do some kind of sacrifice in the adult timeline to try and save her like, I think that's a possibility. Yes, I thought it was going to be the goat, but I have a feeling <laughs> that it, it maybe is going to end up being Walter. But again, like it's been teased that maybe he makes it to season three. Um, so maybe if they do sacrifice something, it doesn't work because we know we're losing an adult yellow jacket either way. So somebody's also said maybe maybe they sacrifice Lisa. Oh, fascinating. Lisa. Mm -hmm. Hmm. I don't know if had they confirmed how many seasons that um that uh she would be involved, Nicole Maines. Oh, I was hoping for Ghost Crystal next season. I know it would be nice to see Nuha again. I totally agree. She is just like the best. And maybe as Lisa, Lisa said, maybe it's Lisa, like we yeah. were just saying. Yeah, I mean. It could definitely be Vine saying, I feel like they'll sacrifice Walter. I I don't know. I mean, but Lottie's unraveling pretty quickly, too. I mean, is it possible that it's Lottie and then someone else has to, like, take over, you know, the cult? Um, gosh, Alyssa, Nineberg City, Simone Kessel said that people at the camp aren't safe in the Collider interview. So maybe, mm. it, maybe it's a random um, cult person or Alexandra. I'm thinking Jeff takes care of the cop or maybe Walter kills him. So. I don't know. Maybe they sacrificed the cop. I don't know. 
Saracusa. I feel like that's a little far-fetched, though, because, like, that's, like, essentially, like, covering up a murder that Shauna committed. So there would have to be, like, a lot of moving parts for that to be successful. Now, something I will say is that I am sincerely hoping they wrap up the storyline with the police this season, right? I mean, I feel like there's only a couple episodes left and odds are there's going to be some kind of a cliffhanger, maybe who's going to jail for it or how it pans out. But something's got to give with the whole now that Adam's torso has been found, like we've got two episodes. What if somehow they pin it on Walter and they frame Walter for Adam's murder. I mean, it's not out of the realm. Um, Definitely not out of the realm. And, you know, he's got all of that activity on his, um, on his Reddit. So it's clear that he's looking into it. So he's tied to it somehow, unless there is a big twist and Walter and Adam are somehow related to each other. But I feel like, I don't know, like, I feel like he might have been calling Misty to, like, warn Misty that, like, Adam's body had been found because, like, he was under the suspicion that she did something wrong. And he wanted her to be prepared. Because he essentially said he didn't care what her hobbies were. Which I kind of took it as, like, he might not really care if you killed somebody. Like... Right. That's true, too. I mean, it seems like they are indeed a love interest for each other, and he really doesn't seem to mind. And it just gives more fuel to the fact that we do think MFQ is a serial killer, which is going to be, again, great for our patron-only Is Misty a Serial Killer episode later this month. Um, Yeah. And you know what? We do see... I see in the comments, the blood spatter on the family photo at the Sadeki house. And someone had just said, oh, little Rose, do we think Jeff offs himself and leaves a note that he did it? No. And that could be no. the blood spatter on the family photo, you guys. Are we just piecing no. like Jeff's death? Like Warren Cole is so good and Yellow Jackets. I mean, can you imagine like poor Randy Walsh if, if Jeff died? Like... I mean, my heart would be so crushed if that happened. Oh my gosh. Like I, we both love Jeff. (laughs) Right. I, and like, oh my gosh, you know, Vine said, no, not Jeff. And okay. Amy's making us feel better. Anyone MFQ loves dies. So Walter, unfortunately is probably going to die. So hopefully that means we can save Jeff. Cause I feel like we need to go on a save Jeff campaign at this point. Now that we've like put it out there. Oh my God. We can't lose Warren Cole. You guys. I've also seen people thinking that, like, he might be the one that goes down for Adam's murder, and, like, he's the one that ends up getting arrested for it, which would suck, but, like, at least he wouldn't die. (laughs) Right, although in the preview, uh, you hear Callie say, mom is, and then the blood spatter, so could it be... Wait, the preview for the next episode? Yes, I didn't catch this part about Callie saying mom is and then no, the blood matter. So I'm wondering, I mean, may, could it be Jeff and Callie talking and you know, I mean, god, Jeff wasn't supposed to be a big role either, but Callie was and they loved the actor. So maybe it is maybe it is Jeff, Emily. Oh I'm not god. I'm not emotionally ready for this. Like, it's been a lot of emotional TV in the last few weeks and I don't think I, I can handle I don't think I can handle losing Jeff Sadecki. I never thought those words would leave my mouth, but I don't think I can handle it. Yeah, Jeff at first, but he turned out to be super cool. Jeff needs to live. Yes, I agree. I mean, oh, and okay, then Jay says, mom is really, mom is really messed up, she says. Okay, so 
I wonder, maybe they just edit it together to seem like the blood spatters coming together at that time. Maybe it has nothing else um, to do with it. Although, Micah, that would truly cut my life into pieces if Jeff <laughs> dies. That is hilarious. Oh, my God. Um, gosh, you know, little Rose, you solved it all. I mean, gosh, if she's right and this all, you know, turns out to be Jeff, I mean, I feel like we need to start awarding like digital prizes or something for people that get <laughs> these things right. I think um, speculating is one of the funnest most fun parts of the show. So. I never even considered that as a possibility. So yeah, that, that would devastate me. Oh my gosh. He's like the best comic relief back to Lottie and the therapist. So I think when she first sees the therapist, like for the first time, like that's real. Like when she finds out that like her normal therapist is on sabbatical, like I think that session was real, but after that, like, I don't know if any of the other subsequent sessions were real because at, we obviously know the one that we saw in this last episode was fake because you see her talking to an empty chair. And in the other episodes, you didn't see the therapist. Like, you only heard her voice. So it makes me think that in all those instances, like, Lottie was, like, having a conversation with herself. I fully agree. And, um, you know, as Michelle said, Simone played it as she was real because she herself had no clue the therapist was fake. And I read that interview where Simone said, you know, someone told her like as they they were in the middle of filming it, like, oh, you know, you're doing great, whatever. And she's like, they said something about it not being real. She's like, what do you mean it's not real? Like they didn't even tell her the therapist wasn't real. So I think that fed into the authenticity of it all, too, because for sure she, she played it off really yeah. well so um and then the first session you see that honeycomb on the wall and it was in the last session too so that honeycomb mm. i do think was another intentional um prop they put in there to kind of feed into this theory of it being a hallucination and again ending with the antler queen every time you know um again this was during one of the distortions and there were quite a few of them this one though i think for me like hit the hardest it really made me question, though, like, whether the queen actually is, like, a person or whether it's just some kind of, like, entity that they, like, created in their minds because of what they were going through in the wilderness. Like, is it one of them or is it just, like, a figure that doesn't really actually exist? Like, I feel right. like it could go either way now. And, like, I never considered that before this hallucination that she had. You know, and Simone Kessel has said in interviews that she believes that the Antler Queen is the darkness that's inside all of them. So I do think there's something to that. I think that, you know, as we've talked about, maybe they did draw cards to play that role within the wilderness. And and maybe the Antler Queen is who Javi's friend is out there. Maybe hmm. it's that that darkness or this like wilderness figurehead, if you will, that Javi's yeah. referring to that we saw in the root drawings and all that. Maybe somehow the antler queen is also tied into that. Um, yeah. Jennifer know. said, Charlotte said the God of that place. So I think she is an entity maybe. Yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking too. Right. Yeah. Um, Little Rose also said, I think the queen's the sacrifice. That's why she wears her hair. And we see Lottie keeps cutting her hair this season. Oh, that's interesting too. Yeah, because she put hair on the animal skull in the last episode when Shauna was in labor. And she also put a little tiny piece of hair on the tree stump when they went out to look for Crystal. So 
yeah, that kind of makes that kind of makes me think the Elmer Queen is real. Like I go back and forth. <laughs> Yes. And we know that the name, the Antler Queen, was actually created by the fandom. They had referred to her as like the shaman or the oracle um, mm -hmm. when they were on set filming. We had learned from Marie Schley, the costume designer from season one. Um, and Shelly is saying here that uh, she thinks it's a way for them to justify all the horrible things they're doing. Um, I mean, yeah. it, it definitely could be. It's it's interesting um, that we heard the voice of the antler queen so someone had said earlier that alanis morissette was listed as a cast member was it did we hear her voice anywhere in the show because it was simone's voice that spoke as the antler queen so i'm kind of intrigued by this alanis being listed as a cast member um oh yeah that is really interesting right or maybe it's an imdb mistake i don't know but if anyone there in the comments knows more about that i'm kind of curious uh if maybe she played a small role that we were not aware of or um, someone thought she made the cameo as the antler queen, maybe she was the antler queen and they used Simone's voice. I read that it was the actual lady that played the therapist dressed up like the antler queen. Okay. Okay. Oh, it's so it said she played herself. Monica said, so hmm. I wonder, Oh, that's interesting. Okay. I didn't notice her. Gosh, I didn't notice her either, unless she was like a cult member. Just, I mean, I feel like she's pretty noticeable. How did we not notice? Okay, yeah. Michelle said she looked at the credits and it was a music credit. Okay, Michelle, thank you so much for <laughs> clarifying that. We definitely, definitely appreciate it. Yeah. Um, and Jay said, was it because they played her voice in the Dream Mall sequence? Yeah, but it would have been listed in that episode, I think. Not this one, right? But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Whew, gosh, so many things. And I mean, there's a lot more we need to unpack in this episode, of course. We're going to do our weekly recap episode on Tuesday at uh, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Uh, Eastern Time. And um, what are some of the other things, Emily, that we've got to unpack from this episode? Well, obviously, Coach Ben almost killing himself. Um, Van and her unfortunate cancer diagnosis. Mm. And for me, this one was a big one. Like, the adult Yellow Jackets, like, actually genuinely, like, enjoying each other's company and, like, smiling and laughing together. And, like, not about all this darkness and terrible things that happened to them when they were teenagers. Like, I love that moment when it showed them all bonding. Like, and it makes it even more special to know that like these women like really respect each other, like off screen and they have great relationships with each other off screen too. Like it just makes it more believable. Um, right. No, I totally agree. Um, and then, you know, also Jeff calling Shauna about Adam. I really enjoyed that phone call too. Uh, just another Jeff moment, you know, that I, I absolutely loved. Um, I thought that was a good one too. My husband asked, he's like, why did he call her and act like that when he called her? Like, he was, like, speaking really loud. And, like, it was almost like he was acting like somebody was listening to their conversation. Right. Like I mean, you can never be too safe. Like, would. good for him for having that extra layer of protection because you never know if they're bugging her phone. I mean, they're obviously very much yeah. looking into her. So, you know, good for him for, like, playing it cool, you know. Um, yeah. Whew, goodness. Um, oh, you know what? We didn't talk about the music yet. We'll talk about that more in depth in the recap. But lightning crashes with live. 
I mean, I love that song. I saw Alive in the 90s. I had the t-shirt. I loved them. And can we talk about the Nirvana opening? Oh, my God. Like, Uh, I mean, right? For me, there have been a lot of great songs. And I'm not going to say it's my favorite, but... I I really I loved that. I loved the Florence yeah. in there. I loved the live, the Nirvana, like really, really great music as always. Um Nora yeah, Felder, I, I believe music. I think the Nirvana was my favorite song choice, definitely of this season for sure. Oh my God. Like so good. So good. Uh yeah. yes, absolutely. Love the music. Something in the way was absolute perfection. Yes, Michelle, totally agree with that. One hundred percent. They've been like killing it with the music this season. They really have. Yep. And double Florence. That's right. Because we, of course, got uh, Florence Welch covering No Mm -hmm. Doubts, Just a Girl, which was absolutely incredible. And uh, now we got her back um, in this episode as well. So the music, the casting, everything about it, Emily. I mean, we love Yellow Jackets. This was definitely my favorite episode of the season so far. Oh, favorite one gosh I still mm-hmm. I still feel like I don't know I, I really liked episode two um but this was a good one I like that we have discovered a lot of things we've got some questions answered and I mean the saddest part about the whole thing though is that there's only two episodes left so I know I I'm just, know I'm like not thrilled about that so um But the good news is that we're going to have a lot of fun content and fan engagement activities in between seasons. So, um, you know, just because the show's not on doesn't mean we don't have things to talk about. So exactly. There's always to talk about in the Yellow Jackets world. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Well, um, I think with that, uh, we can probably say goodbye, but please do tune in to us on Tuesday for our um, episode recap on 207 Burial. You can get all of our links at yellowjacketshive.com, including our Patreon and the Coed Naked link with our code Hive20 to shop our collaboration shirt. Yes. Yay. Well, um, and you know, again, quick moment of gratitude for everybody. Emily, I think that I speak for both of us when we say the fans are everything and we appreciate the opportunity and that you guys consume our content. So thank you. Yes. We love chatting with everybody. Yes. All right. Well, we'll see you guys on Tuesday. Yes. So until we spill again.